0: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: It's been a long day. Grab a cold drink and step into the man cave. Your hosts, Ray Austin and JD Harris, are getting the discussion together. So it's sure to be an exciting hour of fun and talk. We want to hear from you too. So get ready to speak your mind. We don't judge here. Now, your hosts of The Man Cave, JD Harris and Ray Austin.
2: Yo, yo, yo. We are back. We are back. It's been a great weekend. Ray Ski in the place to be. Killing all sucker MCs. What's up, boy? Oh my gosh, that was horrible! <laughs>
3: but, what's up, man? What's up? It's, hey, I'm glad to, glad you're back. You know, black back at home. I know you went off to Texas and enjoyed yourself at the game and stuff. And I'm sitting here in Chicago, negative twenty. The high was zero.
2: Well, let Figured me correct you on a, let me correct you on a few things. I did go to Texas. Everything is bigger in Texas, and my exes are in Texas. But uh, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Uh, we didn't connect with uh, Raymond, and Raymond, if you're listening, I didn't get my <laughs> ticket. And Darnell and I and my cousin Tim, who I hadn't seen in 35 years, he was like, man, the last time I saw you, you had blonde hair. <laughs> and I did have blonde hair. You had blonde hair? Yeah. It changed. Now I'm bald, so it doesn't matter. So anyway, we were at the game. We watched him we were watching the game and saw him on TV. But it was freezing cold in Texas. It was about 40, 30s. Ooh. Windy.
3: That's not cold. That's a summer day for us over here in Chicago.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't live in Chicago anymore, so such is life. So what's up with you, man?
3: Don't forget where you come from. Anyway, um, man, it's been good, man. It's been a good week. Just, just watched a whole bunch of football and... I know we got lots of stuff to talk about. It's all bad. It just was a was a flip up this week. I actually like at first at first I was like, you know, our, 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 our show is in the middle of the week and we were, we're talking about something last week. But you know what? After you regurgitate everything a few times and you get everything out, you know, from the social media to the websites, you really can make some real strong comments after hearing everybody's, you know, whatever everybody else wants to say, their opinions or whatnot. So now I think I got a little bigger, a better grasp of everything that's going on.
2: So tell me what you think is going on.
3: <laughs> Ain't nothing going on. The great Hey, the, the, all I'm going to say is that the playoffs was... Everything I thought they were going to be. Like, did you, did you, did, did someone or something surprise you? Did anybody? So, oh, I just said, well, let me, let me say that one more, let me, only one I can say that surprised me, and I, I'll back this up because I'm a little disappointed, a little, little hurt, but Indianapolis Colts, they pulled off a banger. And what? to, to, to send, to send Peyton, to send Peyton in the locker room, man, maybe that might be his last game. That's going to be hard. That's going to be hard to swallow. Well, what did I tell you?
2: I told you. I was like, Indy's going to win this. You called that, too, didn't you? Yeah. I was like, Indy's going to win this. And because Peyton was very – you could tell Peyton was very limited on what he can do. Yeah. And I felt like he would start pressing. And they – I felt like Indy had more of a balance than than the Denver – than Broncos did. And I felt like they were going to press and kind of get out of their game plan. And they were limited because – if Peyton Manning is standing, if he's upright, he plays, which is not always the best thing for the team. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, okay, if you looked at him in the past few weeks, it's like people are getting to him. He, he can't make the, that deep out throw, which he's never been known for having a lot of velocity. And now he doesn't have his feet underneath him with his quad or whatever. Yeah.
3: So, and a, and a lot of people said, and this is just rumor, you know, of course, you know, I'm. he's a he's a former old, old teammate of mine. So the Vol Nation, which is, you know, that's our, our, our kind of our uh, our place that we go to pick up information about all the guys in the league, about University of Tennessee sports, whatever not. And there would been a lot of rumors that he was he was playing a little hurt. He was playing with hurt. And, and,
2: and a lot of people didn't know how severe it was. I mean, you can tell. It was a, a big drop-off from first week to this week. So I felt like, yeah, you, they're going to play him because he's there. But is that necessarily what was best for the team?
3: Right. I mean, it, it might have been one of those things. That if, But do you sit him in a game like that? Can I sit him in a game like
2: that? that. Isn't, and, and that could have been the thing that cost old boy his job.
3: That that's and by the way, is there ever been a mutual decision for people to leave? I don't. I don't. I, I I call BS. I call BS, and I think that it was time for him to go. They want something new. They I think they were disappointed that they, that they gave, you know, John Fox everything that he needed, everything he that he should have had to go the whole distance, and he didn't do it.
2: I think it's something between him and your boy, John Elway. No, I think Peyton too. And I think maybe Peyton was probably like, hey, we can't do this again. And you know who's going to be the next coach. You heard it here. It's going to be Shannon. Because if Shannon didn't get the Chicago job, think about this. Shanahan was John Elway's coach who had a great relationship. And when Peyton came to Denver, uh, uh, Peyton was living in Shanahan's house. So... I can see that connection, and John Elway is looking at it. We got to be able to establish a run game with our team. We have the players on defense. We mm-hmm. have our best defense, mm-hmm. and we need a coach that Peyton respects and that John Elway is like, okay, we could go with. Watch.
3: I heard that Kubiak was the, the front runner.
2: Well, same, same, right. same thing. Right.
3: But but do you find it interesting, and, and we're going to get off of the Broncos for a minute, but do do you find it interesting that all these teams are already finding new coaches and the Chicago Bears are still looking? Are you surprised?
2: Because I'm, cause I'm I not. Think it's a domino effect. I don't, I'm not surprised. Well, first of all, the Bears job is not the most attractive job.
3: Thank you. Because I, I was telling somebody that today in, in the locker room. I mean,
2: the Bears job is a lot like the Raiders, but not like the Raiders. They're bringing Jack Del Rio in. Jack will pretty much be the man in black. And that's a, a good fit. I thought Rex Ryan would be there. The Chicago Bears situation, it's like you got a new general manager in. <gasps> he has all the power play. These coaches are coming in. The ones that are available are going to want more power. And you have a yeah, I feel like... The general manager that they have, I don't know if he's better than other people that were available with more experience. Well, and you you hit it
3: on a, on a nail, bro, because as for both of us, we've been in that organization. And the thing about that organization is you're right. It's not of attractive job because people know that their, their hands are going to be tied. They're, they're, the, the McCaskies run that place and it they run it like a you know I know this may sound funny but they run it like a mom and pop that's a family owned business so it's not one of these corporate companies that are being ran it's a family owned business so they still have so much hands on that they do and that's why I guarantee you coaches even if they come in for interviews they know this this is a this is not a secret it's it's it's, it's not even a rumor it's it's what what is what and and then you you come into a place where They still kept Jay Cutler. Then you come into and then you add on just being in Chicago alone. You know, this is a different beast, you know, playing for the Bears and being a organization in Chicago because we don't we don't stand for BS. That's just point blank.
2: Yeah. And and again, that Jay Cutler thing is definitely very convoluted. Yeah. And so that's where I thought maybe it would be a Shanahan Kubiak, because if you can't trade them, nobody else is going to want to deal with them. You're right.
3: I mean, who we, it, it, you know what? And I was talking to somebody about this today. One of the reasons that that whole Jay Cutler thing has been such a you know thorn in Chicago Bears organization is that his personality is 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 is, is just as bad as his play was. And I think, and and and, and 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 this is you know because I you know I've gotten chance to 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 uh, meet you know Chris Conti and and you know being a defensive back you know every, everybody's been just laying it to Chris you know and how how you know he had a rough season you know he's had a rough couple of seasons but mm-hmm. Chris is a really good guy like he he's, he's kind of hard not to like you know what i'm saying and seriously i, I mean he's, yeah. a, he's a good yeah he's he a know, nice
2: he, person yeah, but, he's a nice person but he's he, everybody he, fired. To, yeah, you know he
3: don't. He, it, it is what it is, man. I mean, it, we've ran into those good guys that just had bad. You know, there was there was some guys on our team. You know, at that when we were playing. But the thing with Jay Cutler is, his personality is just as bad as his play was. And I think that's one of the things that that's just it's, it's a slap in the face for Chicago Bear fans.
2: Yeah, and if you're a quarterback, there's just there's other dynamics that go along with that position. Exactly. That you don't have. I mean. You could be a butthole, but you better be a fighter, and they better see that. And you don't necessarily have to have the highest numbers and stuff like that, but they have to see the grit in you. Like Eric Kramer. Eric Kramer didn't have high numbers, but when you played, was Eric Kramer the man? He was the man. And everybody everybody rallied around him. Yep, and that's why he had to go. So K, you know, because his leadership ability – Would supersede and overtake anybody else. Where Jay Cutler, you can't have someone in there that could compete with them because you'll you'll lose them. But now you got money tied to that, and he's all sensitive. And you see he got a lot of
3: uh, it's a whole bunch of strikes that dealing with that as an organization who wants to put up with that I mean I mean Johnny Manziel is is probably in that same he's starting to become that same you know viral bacteria you know germ of a on your team you know doing the offside you know having that that persona and having that you know, that whole, you know, party, party animal type of, you know, uh, persona. People aren't going to put up with that for too long. And it's, 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 it's going to, it's wearing on the team. And I guarantee you it's wearing on the team the way, you know, uh, Cutler is. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So well, anyway, we're going to keep on talking. We got some James Winston situations we want to talk about. We got some more playoff stuff and some more. You just name it. We got it. We're going to talk about it in the man cave.
2: Yep, and the man cave.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
1: We are broadcasting from the Phoenix Studios at VoiceAmerica.com. Variety Channel, Going Global with Gas Man, is the show that you are listening to. And joining me today is Sean Morley from the WWE, otherwise known as Val Venus, the big Val Boski. Hello, ladies.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's also got a third identification as well. He Absolutely. is Captain Cannabis. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. Going global with gas. Man, how the hell did they know they like that I got gas?
4: The opening kickoff is a beauty. was a fly ball deep
3: right field. That goes O'Neal. He's tough shot. got it With 2.8 seconds He's left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here.
4: From high school to the pros, we, <laughs> we, cover, everything. we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
1: You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to JD Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
3: We're back in the cave with your man, Ray Austin, J.D. Harris. And now I just want to start talking a little bit about these coaches. I mean, we got... Here coach there coach everywhere coach coach. And coach. we are looking. we, we there's still some vacancies out there. There is some there's some serious vacancies out there. And I'm I mean I, I'm just bringing out the top 4 teams that I think about right now and I'm going to let you kind of go in on it Jay. You know, you got the Denver Broncos, you got the Atlanta Falcons, Chicago Bears of course, and the 49ers.
2: So I'm going to let me actually go in another direction. First of all, I was shocked with the Denver Broncos situation. I agree. I think everybody. I, mean, was. I didn't see that coming. If anything, and I hate to say it like this, that I don't want, I don't ever want to put anyone's job on notice or th- stuff like that. I thought Ron Rivera would have been gone, even though they won a wild card game. But let's yeah. come on, you're an under five hundred team. I, yeah, they've been mediocre for a long time, so. Out of the playoff teams, that would have been a team I would have expected. But do you At, think that playoff win allowed him to keep his job? I think it did because they would have got rid of him now. Or they may get rid of him now and know that other people are available. Um, so with that, yeah, the 49ers, they just hired their D-line coach. Mm-hmm. Um, Raiders, Jack Del Rio, I think that's a good match, good fit. He knows the division well, working with Denver, and now that Denver is going to be gone anyway, so he, you know he's going to be able to kind of spank what's going on up there. Uh, he, you know, he's very familiar there. Uh, you go to Buffalo, Rex Ryan, same kind of situation. He knows the division. You know, he's going to align get.
3: But but is he is is and I'm just this is a question is, is Rex Ryan leaving a better situation going to the Bills I mean what is it
2: what situation he was he was fired he didn't have a situation
3: well I, I I know that I mean I'm saying from what the Bills had are they are they bringing in somebody that's going to change that you know into a playoff team coming well, from I mean
2: defensively they have the tools there but here comes the old Rex Ryan adage. he's a quarterback killer. And you don't have a good quarterback or you don't have a quarterback, solid quarterback situation there. So is he going to be humble enough to bring in an OC that he's going to step back or he, and move out the way? Because Chan Gailey just went with Ty Bowles to the Jets. Mm-hmm. So now it's like you have that, you have Chicago. Who knows who's going to go there?
3: Yeah. And, and, and to, to to me, out of the four out of the four teams, I think the Falcons have probably the most upswing as a job. I would think as a coach, to me, you know, you you got. I mean, you got Matt Ryan. I mean, he he's 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 developing into a good football. Player. I mean, he's he's really he's he's really getting there. You got Julio Jones.
2: You but know, it's he, deeper than that, Ray. And, and I don't mean to cut you off, but what? here's the here's the issue I have. You have a possible lame duck, what you call a general manager, and you with, with uh, so that situation you're coming in, you have a lame duck general manager, you haven't, you don't have as much depth on that team, you have actually more long and a tooth guys than young guys. But that's what a draft comes into, though. I yeah, mean, but you have so your first year that lame duck general manager is doing a draft. So is he going to go and like help himself out for his next job or one of his buddies, or is he going to go what, you know, and I, I don't think Thomas Dimitro. I think he's a man of integrity, but yeah, it's right. so many questions. Is he going to draft what you need coming in as the new coach? Who has the same personnel? Cause well, that's contract- a, that's,
3: and that's the thing. And that's a, that's a key. That's a, that's a, a key statement. If I'm taking this job, that's one of the things that I would like. I want. I want to say, "Hey, look, these are the guys I've been looking for and looking at, and I want. I, I want to have first dibs to that." And, well, and of course, scene, we're, we're like,
2: it's is an overlap in contract and authority. So by contract, Thomas Dimitrov has that authority. So they would have to fire him to in order for you to get that. And they're looking at these coaches and saying. Are you worth firing and paying two general managers at the same time mm. to give you authority? And have you have a proven authority, a proven track record to be make that decision? Yeah. I mean, and if he if he's is a, out if, there for Atlanta, that could do that.
3: Yeah. But if, if you know, if he's a true general manager, he'll do what's right. For his next career step, whether it's to stay in Atlanta or go somewhere else,
2: that's I I mean. mean, mean, Well, he's going to be gone out of Atlanta. So my thing is, is he going to get what that guy needs?
3: Mm. I think, and 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 just moving on a little bit, in in my. Besides the Bears, I think the 49ers would probably be in the same, not the same situation, but in a situation to trying to develop, a, you know, to to restructure a team. I think I think, you know, the, no one played probably worse than the Bears did. But I think with all the upswing that we thought with 49ers that I thought I called them for the for the beginning to be in the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. But I mean, they got a whole what well, they got a, a slew of, of players going into free agency. So, you know, they're not probably going to keep half of them. You know, so like what? And, and then the ones that are that they may decide to, to keep maybe some of the veterans, veterans, a lot of them are getting a little older. So I think I think whoever takes on that job is they should be looking to, you know, grow, build they and be well, there the for
2: line guy guys going to have a job. But right now, here's the thing. What's his name? I forgot his name, but here's the thing. Is he going to be put in a situation to succeed? Right. That's the question. Is this, is this a job? Is this an attractive job? You know, because, yeah, for the very things you stated, mm-hmm. they have a lot of guys that are up and free agents. They're long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what is the relationship? I mean, we don't know this. You know, what's the relationship already with the GM and what's going on? So, yeah, I mean, that's
3: I think out of the out of the the top four, I think that, you know, top four or say the 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 ones that are, you know, the teams that need the most help, you know, Chicago for sure. And again, I think we already put our our hand on that. Why? Chicago is just not it's just they're going to have some difficulties. And I think even if they they do go with the John Fox, I still think there's just going to be, you know, it's just going to butt heads. I think it's going to be that way until that that organization's regime changes, period. Yep. So anyway, let's move on a little bit. I mean, what else? What else? What else? You think you want to talk about that came up over the week? Maybe it's football. Maybe it's. Uh, well, no.
2: Well, we we really had to talk about the Green Bay Dallas game.
3: I didn't want to talk about it, but let's go. We can do oh, it. Oh
2: no, I want to talk about it. <laughs>
3: well, I, I mean, like- I, I, I've I've had this conversation more than once in the last two days, and it's just it's frustrating to me. You know, number one, I'm you know I'm. Aaron Rodgers couldn't have played any better. I mean, for, for me, for, for, for a player to come on the field like he did and their scheme was, I can't run. Y'all know I can't scramble. I'm going to sit in the pocket and still make magic happen. I mean, that's there ain't much else to talk about. It just really showed where Denver – I mean, I'm sorry, where Dallas was compared to Green Bay. Well, now,
2: hold on. Uh, what One of the things I wanted to say that I thought about during the course of the game or before the game started – I said, unless Dallas comes out and takes the lead early, like a two or three touchdown lead, they'll lose this game. This is before the game started, and this was my logic or hypothesis behind it. I felt like, okay, first of all, you know, playing in cold temperatures like that, being an Mm -hmm. indoor team for the most part, you go in at halftime, you warm up. A lot of people don't want to go back out there the second half. Yep. Then... The second half, you're gonna to have to run the ball with a running back that's not used to that cold, that has yep. a fumbling problem, that yep. has a bad hand, yeah. And you become very one dimensional. So, I mean, but the well,
3: they, came, I, came, well, they, they became one dimensional anyway when they shut down Des Bryant. So, but go ahead. Yeah,
2: but that's what I'm saying. And, and then you had a run, a running back that couldn't hold the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he did fumble, mm-hmm. and so despite that, yeah, they were still in the game, but they didn't come out the same way at halftime because they had a chance to thaw off a little bit. And it was like, man, when well you you know this. You go in, you start thinking. It's like stuff is real out there. Right. And a, a, you cannot, like I said, it was cold in Dallas, but you cannot duplicate or replicate that type of situation. Not at all. Stuff gets real. And so – uh, going in and with the whole Des Bryant, I mean, the Packers are who they are. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a beast, but I hate to say it, it ends this week. It's going to end. We we know. I mean, uh, they're, they're, I mean they're, you're going to end. Seattle with a, yeah. a a team that can rush four and recover right up top.
3: And, and I, I think I think just going back to the Green Bay game, I think when 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 Aaron, you know, Aaron said the best, you know, we want them to come to our house because then no one's used to playing in our house. And, and you know, playing there is different. That's a different environment. I mean, it it, it ain't the, like the glitz and the glamour of the Dallas Stadium and the big screens and the all the tea, all that, man, it's straight up grind. It's the mud, the dirt uh Lambo that's the, that's old school football and he was ready and prepared for that you know and i, I it's kind of funny he was you bringing up uh Murray, Mary when i just found out what he i think he's asking for way more than 16 million and say he's worth more than that and when you exactly. think about that you i know you think about that you like well uh dog you just kind of fumbled in like one of the biggest games and like, you know, you kind of, they got, they kind of shut you down a little bit. Like if you want that type of money, you should be making, you know, you know, you know Marshawn Lynch type plays.
2: But it's deeper than that. Running backs aren't valued that way anymore. And nor especially now with a multi-back system and mm-hmm. when you have Dez coming up, it's like, who they were talking about this earlier, who's more replaceable? Well, DeMarco Murray is. Absolutely. I mean, think about this. They had choice before him. They had all these other running backs that did well. So a running back in this day and age, unfortunately, is replaceable.
3: Average NFL player career length, running backs have the lowest, 2.57 years. years. That means that they don't even reach pension. Yep. Yep. So, so if I am I want to put my money on a on a player, I mean uh, you got to know that's that's definitely what they're looking at. So I mean, let's
2: go to the AFC. Uh, I mean the other games. The was Ravens was the pass?
3: Huh? Oh, the Ravens and, the, and 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 the Patriots.
2: And I felt bad because my boy Rashawn, he was playing good for a minute, Rashawn Melvin, and mm-hmm. had some chance. I mean he was like he he took at first they tried to pick on him, he answered. And he actually looked good a couple times versus Gronk, but then they went everywhere, and and eventually that that uh, double pass,
3: that that's just the it was, it was it was a perfect play at the perfect time. I mean, yeah. I, you just gotta give it to Bill Belichick, man. He just has no like no fear, dude. And I you just gotta love that for as a, as a coach, man. Like you gotta love that as a player, like to play for him and be like this dude ain't got no fear, man.
2: And, and here's the thing. Could you really be mad at your defensive backs with Baltimore because of what New England was doing the whole game? Even though you know that's coming, but New England hadn't showed that, but they've been throwing screens and stuff all season. So you haven't seen that play in 10 games.
3: Right. And Flag didn't play bad. You know, Flag did his thing. You know, he threw over, what, 300 yards? you what, know, like three four touchdowns i mean he oh, didn't yeah. play he, they did what they tried you know they as best they could you know playing the patriots i think i mean if you look at the score 31 35 i mean they they really really played the, them as tight as they possibly can but the patriots out of patriots man it, it's not it's not only not only do they have a one of the top the top quarterbacks but they have one of the top coaches in the year i mean you got you got to i'd play for that i mean I, I i was able to play for bill one day or back in the day and just to know that's the type of player uh, coach he is it's it's awesome I love it. Anyway, let's get back. Uh, I'm going to uh, go to the bathroom real quick, and we're going to come back to the man cave. Holler back.
2: I'm sure they didn't need to hear that.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL, pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. It's time for a look at sports from Behind the Lens with Pete DeLonso. This show provides an inside focus on what goes on in the sports world that you don't hear about on most sports talk radio shows. There have been a lot of changes in the way sports on television is presented. This includes rules, looks, and attitudes. Pete Delonzo has a 30-year-plus Emmy Award-winning career working behind the scenes in sports coverage. Now you can get the real story, Behind the Lens with Pete Delonzo. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred.
5: parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
1: You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144, one 346 9144 or send an email to jd harris at high sports.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
2: Well, we're back. I think Ray is still in the bathroom pulling up his Depends. I think he had an accident, uh, a little sharding going on, so hopefully everything came out all right for Ray. Oh, Ray, you're back. I'm back. I'm back. Well, all right, so... Coming into the second half, uh, the man cave. One of the things we got to talk about, being in Dallas this week, I already told you about being there with the Cowboys and seeing that and hanging with Leonard Davis and stuff like that. Um, The national championship game, the atmosphere. I tell you what, that game, it it wasn't a bad game this weekend. And very competitive game. Man, like I felt like this situation was just like Dallas. I mm-hmm. felt that if Oregon went out and just got off to the races, Ohio State wouldn't have been able to keep up with them. But okay. because that didn't happen, man, Ray, go ahead and talk. About I don't know. It. You know,
3: I, I have to say how impressed I. I was with Urban Meyer and the whole Ohio State team. I mean, you talked about we we talked about with some of the best coaches last 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 week, and you brought up Urban Meyer, and that was the first like I, you know, he's I always I always have mad respect for him. But I mean, to win the national championship with your third string quarterback, dude, that's saying that's that that speaks volumes. It that speaks volu- volumes of your coaching staff, of your recruiting, because that's what that is. That's that's like, yo, we got this guy. And then you go out and you get another one, and then you go get another one. Like you got three bullets in the gun, dog. Like how many teams could ever say they can do that? If if Jameson Winston or or Mar- Mariota or, or, or Gordon or some of those players went and went down, those teams would have been done and finished. That did not happen with OSU. Well, and
2: I'm gonna say this about if really knowing that Understanding the nuances of what Urban Meyer does with this system and things like that, he gets athletes, and he says, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and with that, it's really not a drop off. So when you get an athlete that can, a quarterback that can run and improvise, that creates some more time, especially when they're big. Like Tim Tebow was really a glorified fullback. Mm-hmm. I mean, so let's look at the, the. I'll say the closest thing to a real quarterback that he had at the college level was when he inherited Chris Leak and that's why he had to do a two back system because he's never had a true genuine three step drop, five step drop quarterback so I mean yeah I'm going to give him credit for having the guys but how do these guys translate to what's going on outside of what he does and that's where the key is cuz think how long it took Alex Smith to develop it took Jim Harbaugh to come in and develop Alex Smith into a complete quarterback
3: yeah i mean that, i mean that just it, it just speaks volumes of the 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 coaching and the practicing and the training on monday through friday saturday is what it is you know things happen ball, ball bounces here ball bounces there but the preparation that you get not not only your first your sec but your third team quarterback is just as knowledgeable about the offense, that's an, that's an impressive that's impressive this to talk about.
2: I don't want to take away from it because it is, but I think they had. If you really look at it, the game plan wasn't very complex. They saw what worked and they kept on going with it. Like yeah, but but but
3: but but yeah, game plan and all, but. The fact of the game plan and the athletic ability that he shows or possessed for three quarterbacks—that's saying that's 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 huge, man.
2: But but what I'm saying is, how I wonder, and I don't know this, but I wonder, like the rating of the other quarterbacks. I I just feel like he got the best athletes and played them at quarterback. Or I mean, he got like some of the quarterbacks. Had they gone to other schools, wouldn't necessarily Any
3: quarterbacks you don't think. Uh, you don't think they would be quarterbacks
2: i think i think he would i think uh the young man would have got change somewhere else
3: I guarantee somebody's transferring there's no way
2: i well very similar to what we were talking about you know during break some people are saying hey he needs to sit out go develop for a year things like that if I'm Braxton Miller is Braxton Miller a pro quarterback or is he a receiver? Right. So, what could help Braxton Miller because he's the oldest of the group mm-hmm. is learn to play receiver. Because if you already pick it up as a quarterback, you already know the system from a quarterback's perspective. Yeah. Then you're a, you're a better weapon. Going back to the IE Hines Ward. Hines Ward. Burke. I was just
3: about to say it uh, we, when you know, I was in Brad,
2: college. Uh, what do you call it, The Jets. Uh, Brad. What do you call it, mm-hmm. uh, Curtis Conway was. A quarterback his first year or two, and became a receiver. So Braxton Miller, the reality is he's probably not going to be a pro quarterback. And mm-hmm. someone needs to be honest. And you look at typically with Urban Meyer's quarterbacks, have they gone on? How have they done in the pros? And they've
3: been, have they been successful? That's that's a good point. And I like I like the way the the way you you kind of you know, brought into, you know, they're, they're this they're this position and now they have to change if they're going to get any type of, you know, eyeballs on them as a pro player. My my senior year, and people don't know this, but I was a safety all up until my senior year. Five, five defensive backs came back. Three of them were going to the league. I was a team captain and my coach said, in order for you to go to the NFL, you're gonna to have to play a year at corner. They gotta see that you can move, you can cover. And I could, I was, I was, I was, I was, had, I was scared. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. There's no way. And ended up making all SEC, doing it. And that type of change was what actually got me drafted. And this is a type of change like Heinz Ward will probably, and then Heinz Ward became one, probably one of the best you know, receivers in Pittsburgh history. So this could be something that could be a plus for Ohio State going into next year. And by the way, did you hear about, did you hear on Forbes that Ohio State, I don't know if anybody heard this, but on Forbes.com, Ohio State is the number one highest ranking uh, as worth uh, Division I football teams at $1 billion.
2: Now, how, what are they basing that upon? Because you wouldn't say Alabama or USC.
3: Well, this was after the this was after the the national championship. Texas was number one.
2: Okay, I, that's what I would have thought.
3: Yeah, Texas was number one. Ohio State was like three or four, I think it was. But I think after the win, that made uh, Ohio State number one.
2: Uh, so, what is it? Their merchandise or their athletes? What they make when they leave? Or?
3: Yeah, merchant. It, it was it was broken out for merchandise, TV network contract, uh, uh, apparel contract, and one other thing. I think it was that that made them number one at one billion dollars a year. And to me, I think it's highway robbery because now there's. I, I still to this day don't understand how these universities are making bill, you know millions of dollars. And then the athletes that I'm, I'm not talking about the ones that make it into the NFL. I'm talking about the players that come and play there and then they get their degrees and they move on. You know, that these all this money is being made and nobody is and these athletes aren't making any money. Barman.
2: And so that goes into the whole thing dealing with the Ezekiel uh, Elliott guy with Ohio State. And right. should guys leave early? And, you know, the situation there's a couple things that have been broached that he's take off and don't play again and wait to his third year out of high school and go and try to try out for the league. My thing is, or do you go and go to Canada and get under contract and make some money and make a pro salary? Or do you, I mean, what is it that you should do? And I, and one of my things that is interesting is, Because today I was talking to Darnell Autry. Uh, As you well know, he left early his junior year. And, you know, when he went pro and when you're he played three years, so he didn't get his uh, retirement. And you get that situation where you come in and uh, you don't get your pension in four years. And it's like, what do you do now? And you don't have a degree and you don't have money. But also going back to what we said earlier the average lifespan of a running back is 2.5. Hold on. (laughs)
3: The man cave is getting destroyed by my pit bull. Hold on for a second.
2: Wow. So, got to make some decisions. I, I, I think, I
3: think you, you, Back in the day, the way football used to be, you would want to stay in college and have those four years of experience. Nowadays, it's not like that. I mean, you don't have – like you said, running backs, you know, years, you know, they get 2.5 years. That's not even pension. And if you the, – the the average player gets 3.3 years in, in the NFL. So to save my body, be a little older, be a little bit more mature, yeah, that's what I, – I wouldn't mind going out and leaving, you know, a little bit early.
2: Yeah. I'm torn with it. You got to – I think it's an individual-based case. I think if you are securing your money and things like that, I mean, I don't feel like you take it, – it's a tough thing. You know, it's like you you protect your body. You need to protect your body. You need to understand the game, and but you also need to prepare for life after football because – there will be a life after football. And without you serve that time, and let's just say you do get drafted and you blow your knee out and you're done, did you now with the rookie scale? You don't make what you used to make in your first contract.
3: And people don't realize this, and I know we're about to go to break, but people don't realize that even when you're playing – when you're playing in the NFL for three years, four years, six years, whatever, you're giving up a lot of work experience. And so if if you are a young guy that got in and, and most most players don't make millions of dollars, they you know, they make minimum salaries or whatnot. And you're making this at such a young age. If, you know, uh, the, the, the league has changed so much now that it's not it's not a career anymore. I don't look at it like that. It's it's an opportunity for you to make money at a young age. And that's the way you need to look at it, and look at it as this is a stepping stone to do practically whatever it is I want to do when I'm when I'm done playing. And that's the way that's the way you have to look at it. So, in saying that, we're gonna go take a break for a minute. I'm gonna go walk my dog because I I think he's got a pee. He's over here barking and stuff. We're gonna come back to the man cave.
4: It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's hey, out the Got it. With two point eight seconds He's left left, to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
5: self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
1: You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144, 1-888-346-9144, or send an email to J D Harris at high sports.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
3: Well, we back, we back, we back, man. And I want to get on this real quick, man. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but we we, we, we definitely got to talk about it because it's it's it's. it's Starting to become an epidemic in 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 you know sports lifestyle and and now it's kind of hit the uh, MMA uh, uh, scene. John Jones, you know, went to went to rehab last week and left after a day, and which is kind of funny, you know, because when you think about entertainment, like the you know the music artists, the hip hop artists, the rock art, you know. Rehab is basically a place for them just to get some rest and go back to doing whatever they was doing. You know, sports are sanctioned in some senses, you know, people don't expect you know expect uh, you know athletes to do hard drugs, but you know, he. He he, you know him and his mother have a real good relationship, and it said, you know, he he told her before the you know the the, the drug test came out, said I'm going to test positive for for you know cocaine, and you know her first question to her for for him was, you know, you know, is this a problem? Is it a are you are you addicted? And he, from what she says, he didn't really answer. So, you know, for me to you, like, how does that make you feel? Like when you see somebody so talented, so gifted, so just badass, man. Like, man, dude, you would just he's the baddest dude on the block right now. And then to see that now, you know, this is probably going to be a vice for him.
2: Well, when you're dealing with, first of all, typically anybody dealing with contact sports, uh, where you're taking blows to the head, things like that, and your body's aching, never justifying that, but that's a typical result, a lot of times you see guys going into it, but then also the spotlight of fame and you're with new people, new surroundings, new situations, your exposure to things, not everybody is prepared for that. Being a professional athlete is more than just more being just an, athlete an athlete on, on court or court on the, or field. the field. It's, it's managing, managing what's going on around, around with everybody up you up and you up, up. In
3: I agree. I mean, it's, you know, and that's the difference between like, um, um, it's, it's different between like, uh, you know, football and, 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 uh, baseball and basketball, you know, MMA is still not a sanctioned sport to where everything is like, you know, you'll get, you know, yeah, yeah. He's going to, you know, he's going to have a penalty for this at some point, but he, he will, it's not like he's, he'll never be able to fight again. You know what I'm saying? So I think it, and I, and I kind of, Relate that the same to like music artists and stuff. There is no type of rules, regulations, no sanctions on them doing drugs or being, you know, being alcoholics or whatever it is. They're not they're not under the same type of wrath as they are from the NFL. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 probably got to be harder in my in my in. You know, the way I look at it, you know, I, I I like the structure of, you know, the NFL. It's in some senses that they kind of help you and control you at some in, in some points. But the MMA, with all the, the new success he's had, I mean, who do who does he really have in his, you know, in his camp that's telling him, hey, bro, you got to slow down. You got to back it up. I mean, we don't know that. And so this could be something that could get bigger. But wor- this could get worse. I mean, we don't know. And. Him walking away from rehab, you know, I think people are looking at it like, oh, man, he was just, that was was a charade. He was just playing with us. He, he, you know, he's got a problem and he ain't got enough man in him to stick to it. And that's hard because a lot of us, you know, like us, we're we're so macho and so proud. A lot of times we don't want to say that we have a problem and he may very well have a problem, but doesn't really want to show that weakness. Yeah,
2: it's definitely a convoluted situation. Um... I'm sure that, uh, you know, my prayers are with him, that he can overcome the situation and not let it overcome him. Uh, he maybe getting back to the basics of family and stuff like that and a little humbling because you can see he definitely had more edge on him than he did in the past. So uh, yeah. John Jones, you know, wish you the best and pray that, you know, you overcome this and. Life goes on and yeah. don't get in his way. <laughs> there you go.
3: Well, hey, we got it. We got it. We're going we to uh, get into our Houston. We have a problem really quick. Here's you've about.
2: Okay, so this week for Houston, we have a problem. Uh, I have to say, the Dallas Cowboy fans. Okay. Uh, the Dallas Cowboy fans just wanting to uh, fight. I mean, right? These people was throwing bolos, taking off their shirt, head butting people during <laughs> after the game because they lost. Houston, wow. we got a problem.
3: Wow, my 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 Houston, we got a problem is. <sighs> Man, I don't even know how to say this. This, there, there's these billboards going around about white genocide, and it's, 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 it's. They've been put up with with some racist people, and it's, it's, it's very shocking that that even though in in our culture today, that you know the, the freedom of speech has got is gone beyond the freedom of speech. You know, I think, and, it, and it's, it's it's a little disturbing, and uh, I just want I, that. That's not even a Houston. We have a problem. Let's just, I got a problem with that in general. Seriously. So I'm going to leave it at that.
2: Wow. Jay, what are your picks for this week? Well, before we go into picks, because we got another minute or two, I'm just glad to know that in our lifetime, Pacquiao and uh, Floyd. (laughs) They're going to actually fight? (laughs) I don't know if it's going to be as good, but hey. It's gonna be the geriatric war, but at least it happens. It's no, like the Robert De Niro movie.
3: Look, he Mayweather wins, he gets sixty, Pacquiao gets forty. Ain't nobody
2: losing. No <laughs> That's how I look at it. I, exactly. But I think Pacquiao is gonna train like he never did to try to hurt Floyd. But yeah, anyway. If this,
3: if this was done two or three years ago, then it'd be worth watching. I mean, what's I mean seriously, it's a it's two hundred million dollars that's gonna be split two ways. I don't I could care less.
2: Yeah. And then I would have to say going back to it, uh, to football and our picks. So I already told you what I've told you all from the beginning of the season, what I felt like the Super Bowl would be. And I'm sticking to it. I see Seattle versus New England. Seattle wins it all.
3: I got to agree with you. Seattle Green Bay. It's going to be a great it's going to be a great game, I think. But Seahawks and the Patriots, they 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 they're they're the top of the top of the, uh, the food chain at this point.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, Seattle matches better with Green Bay than anyone else, especially if Aaron, you know, see if he has to take his shot again. But uh, Aaron being immobile and those boys up front, they have five or six good pass rushers that they can cycle in. They have depth, and then they have defensive backs that Jordy Nelson going to be looking.
3: And what they say, uh, offense wins games and defense wins championships.
2: Yep, and That's those it. boys, those boys back there have bad intentions, and so th- Cobb, you ain't pulling away, stuff like that. So,
3: and what about the Colts and the pages? What do you, what's, what's what's your keys on
2: that? The keys is, Indy is going out of the dome to the code of New England, yep. and Tom Brady is like, oh, you just be Peyton Manning, you, I'm not next on the menu, and you can't make the you can make mistakes like you did, like he did with Denver, and throw two interceptions. You can't do that against the Patriots and think you're gonna win. No,
3: nah, you're right. Well, those are our picks for the week. We hope to see y'all next week. We hope that's that's what the Super Bowl is gonna look back look like. And hopefully, Jay, I get my butt up there to Arizona to go to the Super Bowl, man. As always, nice talking to you, man. And uh, look forward to this weekend of football, brother. All right, man. Peace out,
2: y'all. Thank y'all. See, See ya.
1: ya. All right, we're just about out of here. But make sure you come on back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. East, 3 p.m. West for another edition of The Man Cave with JD Harris and Ray Austin on the Voice America Sports Channel. See you soon.